You've counted down the seconds. Now make every second count for you. University of Maryland Global Campus will help you wave goodbye to 2020 and say hello to a new year where you take the next step in your education. Whether you want to study business, cybersecurity, healthcare, or IT, University of Maryland Global Campus can help. Apply by January 31st and we'll waive your application fee. Learn online. Visit umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Welcome to El Tell and John's La Liga Weekly. Thanks for coming back or thanks for joining us. If you're a first timer, tell your friends, subscribe and make the necessary budget adjustments ahead of the launch of our new Patreon page. In essence, every week we'll talk about La Liga, where this week Lionel Messi starred in a Barcelona comeback, prompting our first editorial decision to drop the Player of the Week competition. <laughs> the guy is basically cheating. The only player to rival him is Real Madrid's number nine, not a transfer window signing, but in fact Karim Benzema, who's emerged coughing and blinking into the light after nine years as Cristiano Ronaldo's slave. Atletico lost, leaving Diego Simeone as happy as an Italian with an 11 sports subscription. So it's been a good week for Betis, a bad week for Sevilla and an ugly week for poor old Kevin Gamero. The Copa del Rey was interesting. The Copa del Rey is always interesting. You'd think it would be interesting enough to be on the TV in the UK and Ireland. But no, the other day I watched a programme best described as fat blokes picking up logs. That's on TV. But Barcelona versus Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey semi-final isn't. So you'll find yourself on your laptop trawling dodgy websites. Not that kind of dodgy website. Uh, we've got a new competition inspired by Mystic Tell. And here we should add it's a competition without a prize at the end. A bit like any football season for Tottenham Hotspur. Actually, I should point out that after last week's listening figures, we fired Terry and replaced him with Luis Garcia. And then we changed our mind and got him back and hoped that no one would notice. Ah, Villarreal. It used to be a cliche of the well-run club, Villarreal, didn't it? Shall we we start with Villarreal, Terry? What? I mean, Pete wants to know what can they do to start winning. Matthew wants to know, is there any glimmer of hope? First of all, just explain what an absolute... I can't. What a shambles. I can't. The glimmer of hope is, in my opinion, they still have a a formidable squad, which makes it even more mystifying as to why they've only won (laughs) one game at home this season. They've only won three games in total. They were 2-0 up against a miserable Espanyol at the moment and draw 2-2. Um, there, there is. It's really difficult to find an explanation for their form. Yeah. It's difficult to find any explanation other than the fact they've got a manager back on the cheap, because the, I, I imagine they are still paying him. Yes. So, so we'll just rewind, shall we? Because if people aren't following it that closely, they yeah. they 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 fired the manager. <laughs> they appointed, rightly so. Yeah, yeah, because he wasn't doing very well, was and he's not Awful. a very good manager. He made them worse. So they fired him, and then just seven weeks of uh, Luis Garcia Plaza in charge. They fired him and brought back... Javier Calleja. Calleja, who but, was the previous coach. It's just... It's in, it's in, uh, it's and and this is some of the comments as well. His, his, his comments that he's come back with more purpose than when he left. Seven <laughs> weeks ago. He should have had plenty of purpose <laughs> seven weeks ago when he was manager. And the president of the club said that they have the utmost confidence that he is the right man for the job to to, <laughs> to make sure that yeah. VRL survive this season. This time. It's going to get more complicated as well because they're still in Europe. So that's extra games at this stage of the season when they're struggling to find form where they could well do without. And it wouldn't surprise me that he 
messes about with the team for Europe and they win, they, they actually win in that because yeah. we have no idea what the best starting 11 for VRL is with any of the three managers that they've had this season. Yes. It, it, it's it's really bizarre. But when you look at the players and Cazorla is, is still clearly their best player and that's not diminishing the rest of the squad. It's just the fact that he has been in absolutely superb form. Um, which is a massive surprise and, and a, a, a real pleasure to continue seeing him playing at that level again. But And he's, you know, you look at the rest of the players, Trigueros didn't play today because he was injured, but you look at Carlos Bacar, Gerard Moreno, you look at the central defenders, Jamie Costa, Mario Gaspar on the, on the flanks and the full-back positions. They brought in Vicente Iboru, who scored a goal today. There's there's so much quality in that, that, that squad that it, it's hard to... I, I, you know, can't I can't recognise where the problem is? Lack of confidence, of of course. That's that's got, that, that is the obvious one to yeah, start. You always with. have that, don't you? But yeah, it, yeah. It, when when you do badly, exactly. But they they've got the quality to to overcome that. And and you know, quite frankly, when they they played Espanyol today, we're turning up. Espanyol got one win and one draw in the last eleven. So that's the the type of game. If you're in VRL's position and you're leading two 0 at home, then you should do everything you can to make sure you don't concede a silly goal, which is what they did. A free kick that was spilt by Sergio Asenjo and Daniele Bonera <laughs> follows up. It's a pretty silly gets goal. His feet, it gets his feet all wrong and slides it past his own goalkeeper when he's trying to kick it be clearly behind the goal for a corner. Um, and then it was a spectacular goal that, from Roberto Rosales to get the equaliser for Espanyol, but that's a, a, an epic foul for Villarreal again. Uh, so Barcelona, is it, has it been a good week? I mean, yes, in that they've extended their lead at the top, which is uh, very handy indeed. And of course, yes, in that they, they did overturn the, the Copa del Rey deficit and came through, Messi banging in goals uh, all over the place. Uh, the reaction is still the same. We discussed this last week, and we all everyone's just a little underwhelmed by Barcelona, and yet they, they do everything required of them. Yeah, but I think what we have to to take into account is something I've always said, and our regular listeners will know: the season pretty much starts here now for yeah. for Barcelona. Um, we've had the Copa del Rey run, two of course, two games coming up, which the only winners are Atletico Madrid. If they're not yeah. been in the Copa del Rey yeah. now, they're going to see Barcelona and Real Madrid go hammer and tongs, closely followed by League Clasico, closely followed then by Champions League football as well. So that's the the, the the you know the, the other teams in the Champions League will be the winners, but the fact that Real Madrid and Barcelona are going to be at it against each other with great rivalry over the next three or four weeks. But it's it's you know they put themselves in a position to be in the semi final of the Copa del Rey. They're into the next stages of the Champions League as it, which is par for the course, of course. Um, but for Barcelona now, they're top of the league. It's a surprise, I guess, to the degree that they extended their lead after going behind 2-0 against Valencia yep. at home. Um, no surprise to see Valencia getting another draw. That's their 12th of the season. Um, two draws against Barcelona this season as well. So it's always a tough game against Valencia for Barcelona, but Valverde making changes. The problem issue is, and quite surprising, they're, they're taking their time, aren't they, to deliver a new contract, new terms for Jordi Alba. Yeah. And and when you see when he's not there, yeah, 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 it, it's Much, such yeah, yeah. A, you know. And we saw with Sergio Roberto surprisingly being chosen to play at left back, and you saw then the instincts of that Sergio Roberto. He's still not fullback. Yeah, he gets away with it on the right side, um, but uh, it was a big risk to put him on the left side of, of the defence, and he he didn't look comfortable at all. So there are still issues for Barcelona, but 
it's up to Valverde now. He has the relative experience now with being at the Club of World to know that this is where you know the crunch period really does kick in. League, Cup, Champions League. Uh, Donny wants to know, do Barca need to find a better backup left-back as Roberto is barely an option at right-back, so he agrees with you pretty much, uh, and Miranda is not yet good enough. Yes, and, and they've yeah. got a the left-sided central defenders, haven't they? They've got three of them for Marlon, Umtiti and Lungley. But they, they, none of them would replica what Jordi Alba gives to Barcelona. What you're looking at is an attacking player that was used to be a winger converted to a full-back that's full of energy. The, the, any, any of those three playing in the left-back position could do the defensive side of the game, but they're not going to give you what Jordi Alba goes. So you can mm. just, you know, the, the, the shock horror of Lionel Messi looking up and <laughs> it's not Jordi Alba, but it's Thomas Vermaelen racing down the left-back <laughs> position isn't going to be at the same impact and as being as a, a, effective for Barcelona. So it's quite surprising that there isn't an actual like-for-like like replacement for Jordi Alba. Yeah. Yeah, so what would you do? Would you buy one? They had Dinia, of course, but they sold him. Yeah, I, that's still a little bit of a mystery. I guess that a player that cost them a decent amount of money that they could sell for decent money as well to Everton is was the, the temptation, I guess, then the money was spent elsewhere. But I wondered, um, this might be a little bit of a wild card, whether they appear to have no use for Malcolm mm. at the moment whether it might be a possibility that he might be able to learn the role. Um, when you play left-back for Barcelona, in the majority of games, you will be attacking midfield at worst. Most of the game, you'll be left wing. Every now and then, you'll have to use your pace, get on your toes and get back to some sort of defensive position. So I just wondered if he wouldn't be the first winger converted to a full-back. Certainly not the first winger converted to fullback to, to to a fullback to play for Barcelona, but they're dotted all around the place. You know, players that used to be wingers a long time ago. Danny Rose is another one at Spurs. He's, people completely forget that he he was a winger. Um, Jesus Navas is doing it at the age of thirty three for Sevilla, playing in a wing back role. Mm-hmm. Um, Moreno at Liverpool was a left winger for. He's first when he first got into the team at Sevilla, had about three or four games as a left back, and Liverpool rushed in and bought him, and didn't realise that, oh, this is a, a winger that's only recently started playing fullback. So, it, it's not unusual. It's something that perhaps Barcelona might look to do to make some use of Malcolm, who's who's clearly there now for the rest of the season. Uh, we've got too many questions to get through that came through on our quick. new Twitter uh, uh, account, El Tell and John's La Liga Weekly. Uh, Charlie Barca, uh, an old friend of the show, uh, of the other show. There's nothing to yep. do with this show, of course. <laughs> uh, he's worried that Barca are going to repeat the mistakes of last season. Valverde's lack of faith in the bench means that the bench lack confidence. Will we run out of steam? I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about it, um, it, but it will be interesting to see how it pans out. Um... It is an issue for all the big clubs, isn't it? You, they, most of them tend to have a strongest 11, um, 12, 13 players. Once you dip below that, then it does unsettle the team. Um, but unfortunately, or fortunately in the case of all the big clubs around Europe that are challenging for all the trophies, it's something that they are used to dealing with and going to have to deal with again. So It's hurt Barca though, hasn't it, in recent seasons, not winning the Champions League? I, I think, it, yes, it has. But I, I don't put that entirely down to... I mean, last season they lost three games all season. They and one of them was a league, uh, cup game against yeah. Espanyol, where they could come back and win the second leg, which we've seen them do this week. 
against Sevilla, um, which was a lot closer, by the way, than the 6 the, 1 the looks a, a thrashing. I know it is, technically. <laughs> but at 4 0 when Sevilla scored, Sevilla were going searching for the next goal, which 4 2 would have put them through. Yeah. Um, and that's when Barcelona opened up. That six goal they scored was sensational goal. Absolutely brilliant yes. goal to watch. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. But it's, I, I think last season against Roma, complacency was the problem, not the fact that players were, were tired. I think they went into the game with a healthy lead and took their foot off the pedal. <clears throat> and Roma really got stuck into it. Great atmosphere in the stadium and that you could sense that Barcelona just couldn't turn it around again. And I think complacency is, as always, is my biggest criticism of Barcelona. Uh, Stu wants to know what's the long-term solution for Barca up front with Suarez getting older and Messi potentially becoming more of a playmaker than a finisher. Spend a lot of money? Yeah, no, I yeah. saw that they, 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 they had bits of that tweet where when you look at the stats of Messi, it's astonishing to still think that he's a playmaker with yep. 21 <laughs> league goals this yeah. season. <laughs> Um, well, he's the best at everything, isn't he? Yeah, and yeah. I think yeah, I think Suarez, of course, is getting older, but still an important player. But of course, they're going to have to replace him at some stage. Who with? That's really difficult at the moment because I think there's a lack of top quality, elite, world class strikers, which is what Barcelona are going to have to buy. Um, most of them are around a similar age. You mentioned Benzema, um, Lewandowski, they're all around the same age. Cavani. Go through the list of the the six, five or six that are most likely Luis Suarez, similar age. Then you mm. drop down and and the you're lacking in in terms of obvious replacements and someone Barcelona can buy to play in the the centre forward. Well, I think there's a little element maybe that Dembele might be able to occupy the centre forward position, but he's not going to be a replacement for Suarez. It's a totally different player. Would you pursue Mbappe? Yes, if I was Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, I think he would be the the obvious the obvious one to, to yeah to for do the that for with. the future. And they, obviously, they tried to sign uh, Griezmann as well, and that uh, that didn't come off. But it's always a possibility again, isn't it? Or maybe it's not. Having rejected them once. Yeah, I in video I, yes, form. I think yeah. that you're you're done yeah. with that. And once you've yeah. done that, you're, they're not going back. Uh, last Barcelona question. <laughs> Jack wants uh, predicted lineups for the Clásico. You don't have to give us it all, but how strong? For the, for the first of the Classico, so the midweek uh, Champions League game. Uh, not Champions League. Uh, Copa del Rey Copa, game. It's it yeah. a possibility <laughs> in the Champions League as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that mad season, didn't we, where they <laughs> yes. played in all the competitions. Um, yeah. Uh, so how strong? Uh, are they going full full blast at it with the starting eleven? Oh Yeah, there's yeah. nothing but a full blast yeah. Classico. Um, yeah. Perhaps Solari might be able to make one or two... Changes being a wide leg first to be a little bit more defensive to make sure they're still in it for the second leg. Um, but uh, I think the the temptation is there for both managers to play their strongest teams in, in certainly Barcelona in the first leg. What we've been seeing them in the Copa del Rey so far is resting big players in the first legs and bringing them all back for the second leg and it's worked. But I think being at home in the first leg this one it's it's a must that they, they, they yeah. start with the big hitters. You, you can't mess around in the Clásico. I mean, at the weekend, Barcelona, no Albury came off the bench. Busquets was suspended. Artur didn't start. Lungley didn't start. And there's a question mark over Dembele's fitness, whether he can get back to fitness. And, of course, Messi was the big concern, going down injured and having lengthy treatment before returning back to the field of play. So, with, with Real Madrid, they were able to rest some, force through suspension, Carvajal, Varane was suspended. No Marcelo, but that's because Regulon's playing well. Um, but it might be that might be the game. But that you know, Solari thinks 
I would bring Marcelo back for that one. He's fresh, he's ready to go. But it has been a position that Barcelona have attacked in the past, his full-back position. Um, Tony Kroos and Lucas didn't, Vasquez didn't even, weren't even part of the squad today. So there's, there's room for to, to move a little bit for both coaches. I think both selections today were with a view in mind of the, the, the cup match in, in midweek. So we'll have a look, a detailed look at Real Madrid next. But we enjoyed our ad break last week so much that we're going to have another little <laughs> one. And then we'll explain our new competition. So uh, let's, let's uh, fingers crossed that Ray Winston or someone appears and tells you all about <laughs> who you should bet with. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Anything? Anything? No? No? no, no. <laughs> Never mind. They'll, they'll come. Uh, the, the Twitter handle is at La Liga underscore weekly. So there's no L telling Johnny that we've just, we've nicked, well, there never was, uh, when we were doing it with Sky, there never was a La Liga weekly special um, address. Uh, so we, let's talk about uh, predictions competition, which we'll get to at the, the, the details at the end. But basically, Terry, you are your mystic tell because you, you, you basically watched the football match and said, this is, this is what this game is. Yeah, I, I intended to be the Tony Romo of the football, football world. I don't know if you know, he's the, the new an analyst on the NFL when he calls, he's an ex-quarterback from the Dallas Cowboys and he practically calls every play before it's done um, because he, he uses his position as a quarterback to identify yeah. what's, and it's canny how much he's done it. So for a bit of fun yesterday, I thought I'm going to try and be the, the Tony Romo of predictions in the, yeah. in the UK. And you hit it. Yeah. So there we are. So, uh, yeah, so rather than trying to do the player of the week, because obviously when you're listening to this, the moment's gone. So it's ahead of next week. So we'll tell you that at the end. And it's also an incentive to stay listening once your bit, once your favourite team has finished. So, uh, Real Madrid. Um, let's, well, let, let's, have a, let's have a quick chat uh, ourselves. Uh, 3-0 against Alaves. Decent team, Alaves. Losing a little bit of form at the moment. But... Very good performance, really, from, from Real Madrid. Not perfect. They were a little vulnerable once or twice on the break. Yeah, but, second half, they yeah. were under the weather yeah. a little bit. They, they they were really good first half. Um, standout players are Vinicius, who's exciting to watch, yeah. and Benzema. Um, Gareth Bale was quiet. He played an hour and then was replaced. It's going to be interesting to see whether he starts the Clasico. My gut feeling is that he won't. I think mm. he'll be on the bench. Um, so that'd be interesting with Vasquez being totally rested today Asensio coming on as well the, the options are get the, the squad's getting stronger again yeah. they show good spirit in recent weeks when they didn't have a number of players and they dug deep and they started playing better started winning games 
Um, but for the majority of the game today, there was there was only going to be one winner. Um, got a little bit um, nervous when it was just one nil with time running out, and once they got the the second goal and the third goal from Mario Diaz was a sensational header. So again, another player returning from injury to be most welcome for. Solari after Asensio coming off the bench, Bell coming back to fitness, Kroos was able to be rested. So, no, for consider that Alaves won earlier in the season. Um, it's a, a tidy result for Real Madrid. It does close the gap slightly to to them and Barcelona. Um, eight points adrift now and just a couple of points behind the Let's Go Madrid going into the derby next week. Rui Perez, remember Rui? He used to produce yes, of course. back in the old days. Yep. Uh, can Real Madrid mount an unlikely tilt at the title? It's not impossible because they've got Barcelona to play, of course. They play Atletico Madrid next week. That's the first hurdle that they've got to overcome. But eight points is, as, as Rui says, is it would be unlikely success. Um, I'm not sure yet that they're actually good enough to do that. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think they're capable of making up that gap. And uh, friends of the, the old La Liga Weekly will be delighted to know that Zen Green Yoda has oh, been yep, back in touch. Back. So we, thank you. It's good <laughs> yes. to have you back. Uh, happy to have you chaps back. Uh, I've been depressed since Perez uh, Costa's <laughs> Ronaldo. Do you guys trust our youth policy? I don't. Can't see why we can't afford superstars anymore. But the money they're paying for the young players is significant. So, I mean, it's 40 million for Vinicius at 18. At the moment, that we have to rein in slightly on, on not getting car- too carried away too quickly, but it, the signs look really good. See, Rodrigo is the second young Brazilian that they bought, again, for a similar amount of money. You think Audrey Zola came in for a lot of money, which I, I've yeah. never been entirely sure that they needed to spend really, that on a cover right back. It's not it? a classic youth policy, is it? No, <laughs> Brahim Diaz, again, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, it's not one where they're bringing up yeah. youngsters through from the Cantera. There are one or two, but by and large, they're, they're spending big money on them. So it's, I guess, from the outside looking in, it's a club that doesn't want to be in the market for 100 million, 150, 200 million pound players. Yeah, it, why not? It's still got massive revenue. And I know there's financial fair play, but why Why can't they use that revenue I, to buy players? I don't players? know. And it's been a long time now that this mm. has been happening. Yeah. Um, we've said it countless times. James Rodriguez was the last big name. Mm. That was 2014 World Cup. So a significant time ago that they've not gone out and yeah. you know bought, spent bought the money and yeah. bought a one of the top players in the world. Yeah. Um, I hope it's not the end of that. I hope that we're going to see more of those coming through the door at Real Madrid, but that's the way they're going at the moment. A lot of money's been earmarked, isn't it, for the refurbishment of what is already one of the yeah, best yeah, stadiums yeah, in the yeah. world. Um, so that's uh, slightly baffling. Yeah, and but that doesn't affect your financial fair play, does it? Your stadium no. redevelopment. Well, obviously, you need the actual money. Yep. But it doesn't affect you in financial, but you don't get the penalty for it. Uh, Joe, uh, why on earth did Madrid buy Brahim? That's in Brahim Diaz. Not even in the squad again today. Uh, Barca have had a more consistent uh, transfer policy. And, and Vinicius, two different opinions. Uh, Cambo quoting uh, our old friend Guillaume Balaguer, who's doing the commentary. Um, he said, well, now, what Guillaume said was that he compared him to both Ronaldo's. Yeah, no, some player, by the way, if you're well, a touch of the both yeah, Ronaldo's. But he, he was, he did, you know, to be fair to Guillaume, he did say when <laughs> when they were 18. So, you know, he's not yeah. saying he's the finished article. Zengreen Yoda said, why the Vinicius hype? Uh, I've seen both Ronaldo's, Neymar, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho and Messi. Vinicius is not at that level. 
Um, it, it's not something that, that, that should be labelled with him, should it really? That, yeah, that's his progress helping, should yeah, just be yeah, yeah, an 18-year-old boy yeah. that's dealing yeah. with the fact he's moved to a different country for a, an awful amount of money, yeah. awful lot amount of money. And and what we've seen so far is is genuinely exciting. You know, we, we all want to see players that have the ability to dribble, um, don't mind a back heel, have the courage, which you tend to do when you're 18, um, to take risks, take chances, not be afraid to, to do that sort of thing, play without any fear. Um, he's In his favour is the fact he's surprisingly mature for an 18-year-old uh, in terms of his physicality. He's, he's a really strong player. There's yeah. no element of... There could be a downside to that, can't there? That, that could be, explain why you've been ahead of the game. Like yes. Wayne Rooney yep. being a classic example. Yes. Who had a man's frame at 16. Yes, no, that it's... Uh, and you do then, once you get into the team and you've got that, you, you've shown you physically you can cope, you do tend to then go on and, and stay in a team. Yeah. Um, which at the moment it looks like he's... He's one of the reasons I mentioned that, that Gareth Bale might find himself on the bench because I think Vinicius... Clearly, at the moment, deserves to be in the, the starting eleven. Um, last Real Madrid question, George: Should Sergio Reguilón remain at Real Madrid as Marcelo's understudy, or gain experience by going out on loan like uh, Ashraf? Oh no! At the moment, he deserves he's, to he's be. Playing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah he so, deserves to yeah. just stay in the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, not as his understudy. And yeah. we talked about the, the huge amount of money bought the club has spent on bringing young players in. There is one that's come through their system. And Real Madrid should be able to produce some of the best young players yes. in the world. Well, they should attract the best. So it's always a surprise yeah, yeah. when a, a world superstar like Marcelo, Brazilian international on a regular basis, mm. and played for Real Madrid for 10 years, loses his place um, to a young player that we hadn't heard too much about. But when you, you compare the performances, Reguilón is playing much better than what Marcelo was playing in the, the first 10, 15 games of the season. So it's clear at the moment Reguilón should be starting ahead of Marcelo. Uh, Ashraf is doing really well though, <coughs> as well. Is it, having a, a, yeah, that was a yeah. weird one where they, they allowed him to go. He was the perfect age to be a cover for Danny Carvajal. Yeah. So there was 30-odd million they could have saved by yeah. not spending that on someone who was two or three years older than Ashraf, yeah. who's two or three years younger than Carvajal. Um, that didn't make any sense whatsoever. But I always find with Real Madrid with Perez as well. If he, all you've got to do is have one good game, which Odrizola, I think his debut was for Real Sociedad yeah. against Real Madrid. If you have that one good game, and I'm not saying he didn't have other good games, of course he did. He's a good player. But that one game, from then on, it was always linked with Real Madrid. And it was a, a, a almost a, a subject that Florentino Perez wouldn't let go of until he got him. And and it was it was from my opinion the, the wrong decision. They had a good young right back who could play as cover. Nacho could play there as well in an emergency. So it was a strange one why they but Perry's just wouldn't let it go. Similar to the Neymar thing. Still wouldn't surprise me that Neymar ends up at Real Madrid at some stage because Florentino mm. Perez is sometimes like dog with a bone with him. <laughs> yes. He won't, you know, forget about a player and move on to to something else that's needed. Uh, let's talk about uh, Betis Atleti. 1-0 win for Betis. Uh, a good day for football enthusiasts, right? Says Callum. Uh, hang on. Uh, Mawoya says, Kike Setien's Betis have beaten both Atleti and Barca while making Real Madrid sweat hard. Do you think they are underperforming in terms of their league position? So as in they do it against the big boys and struggle elsewhere. So t- tell us about that game. 
Actually, it, it go down as a, a little bit of a surprise, I think. Let's come through getting beaten by Betis, who have not found I mean, a healthy position in the league. Moves them up to sixth place the win today. But they haven't found consistent form. Epic fell when they failed to beat Real Madrid, I thought, at home, when the Real Madrid were really struggling in terms of numbers and players and unfamiliar players playing for Real Madrid. Um, but it's not a, it's not a major surprise that when Betis play well and they they can beat teams like Atletico Madrid at home anyway. So I think what was surprising today was they had the extra time against Espanyol in the Copa del Rey. Um, they've now got another game against Valencia in the Copa del Rey. They're still involved in that. Atletico Madrid are out of the Copa del Rey, but they've got a number of injuries, number of players missing today that were are important players. Um, but we saw Morata starting up front with Griezmann. Lamar was one flank, Correa on the other flank. There's Rodrigo and Thomas Partey in midfield. No Godin, Felipe on the bench. It was, it was the first game was one nil. It was no surprise. I would have predicted a one nil in this. I possibly would have gone one nil Atletico Madrid purely based on the fact that Betis had to make changes because of playing 120 minutes the other night, playing again in, in the cup, the cup this week. So it was a slight surprise, but it, it really could have gone either way. Atletico were unlucky. Um, no Sal, no Coke involved today as well. They were injured, so it's. Griezmann hit the post. Morata should have had a penalty, which went to VAR, and I've no idea why it wasn't given. It was one of those where when you see the replay, you think, oh, it's going to be a penalty, mm -hmm. and it wasn't given. Um, and Betis won with the penalty scored by Canales, handball against Felipe, which was unfortunate. Um, yeah. yeah, but, but weird, he did actually. hit his arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was close to the edge of the box, but it was a penalty. The decision was given, and, and Betis won a really tight game, one 0 Not an awful amount of chances. Um, but it's there was a, a it should be a tough game for any of the, the the big three when they go and play Real Betis in in their stadium. Yeah, it's good to see Canales playing well as well, isn't it? Uh, Ahmad says, do you think Hetafe and Alaves have what it takes to finish in the European spots, or will the likes of Valencia and Betis end up there eventually? And let's come, uh, we'll we'll stick all of the results, uh, the remaining results of the weekend here. Uh, Vlado says, which managers are most under pressure in the next few weeks? First for me is Ruby at Espanyol. Uh, they drew, as you mentioned earlier, Terry. 2-2. They came from behind to get that draw against Villarreal. Uh, I, I'd never rated Ruby previously. I, I hated all of his previous teams. Yep, and, and dull and, and yeah, negative. Did you change your opinion at the start of the season? So we weren't was... doing this when they were top of the league. I'd have had to swallow my words. And playing attacking football. Yeah, yeah. And now he seems to have he's, he's found his feet again and yep. they're heading down. Yeah. So. Um, or downwards. Yep. No, I... I... It's it's interesting seeing Huesca win at the weekend. Villarreal not winning. Raya play on, on Monday evening uh, against Leganes. Girona are in a, a really poor run of form. That's nine without a win for Girona. Vidalid's just one win in seven. I think they got five points from the last 21. I think Girona have only got four points from the last 27. So there's a number of teams just slipping down. Espanyol, of course, are one of those teams as well. It's We're going to be talking about this right throughout the season. I think it's it's going to be a difficult season for a number of teams in the bottom half. Celta Vigo, a much needed victory for them and their coach to get off the off the mark against Sevilla. Um, scrambled goal there to win it 1-0 but they're again a team perhaps, you know, that, that shouldn't be in that position. So, I, if you ask me, Hertafe and Alave is going to stay the, the distance? I don't think so. Um, and we are now seeing Valencia back up in 8th, Real Sociedad in ninth. Athletic Bilbao, despite getting beat, that's twice this season by their Basque rivals. Um, they look to be improving, so I, I would kind of be surprised Hatafe and Alavis hang around in the European spots. So 
I think the familiar faces, the top three are getting away from the, the rest as well now. Six point gap between Real Madrid and, and Sevilla. So it's it's getting a more regular look to a La Liga table than what we, yeah, it we is, saw in the first half of the uh, season. But really, really, uh, concertina together, as in Rayo Vallecano and Leganes, who played Monday night. Yep. They're both on 20, either side of the drop line on 23 points from 21 games. So that that means we're looking at a 40-point, 41-point yeah. survival. So And obviously at the end, one of them's got to get points. Uh, and so, you know, 24, thereabouts, you know, you're going to be in a relegation battle. If one well, of you them, are in a relegation battle. One of them win, they could go 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that That's the, the type of league that we've got. Raya in a sensation in one-off form. Yeah. Playing good football. Um, Mario Suarez has signed for them as well, come back from Chinese football. So that's going to be an interesting signing for Raya Vallecano, another familiar face back in the league. Uh, we've breezed, breezed over Hetafe, so we, we, so we haven't really chatted about their Copa del Rey uh, game yep. against Valencia, which which was tasty, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> yep. and very un Hetafe like in that they were going through, and then they suddenly committed loads of players forward. Molina had the chance that hit his own player. They then got done on a counter. Uh, Rodrigo scores. And then all hell is let loose at the end of the game. There's a number of players picked up suspensions yeah, yeah. in league games as yeah, well, yeah. which is surprising yeah. due to the how severe it was at the end yeah. of the game. That astonishing game to, for Molina to get the early goal to put them 2-0 up against a team that we've been calling troubled Valencia for most of the season. Um, have found a bit of form. Rodrigo's found a bit of form. But to see them get a second half hat-trick, the last two to put them through in the 90th and 93rd minute... Um, Really dramatic quarterfinal between those teams. So it's a shame for Tape because they're having a real good go at the, at the, the Copa del Rey. Um, but it, it was tough on them to go out. Fifth place, quarterfinals at the Copa del Rey. They're having a, a really good season. But as always with Tape, they do run out of players when the suspensions yes. start <laughs> yeah, kicking yeah. in. Uh, so, have we done everything? So, Huesca won 4 0 against Valladolid on Friday night. Levante, nil, Hatafe, nil. That'll do. Uh, Real, <laughs> oh, Real Sociedad Athletic. Yeah, we, so we yeah. haven't had much of a chance to have a chat about these ones. Uh, William Jose, did we say this? Or did we talk about this? About brilliant finish, wasn't it, William Jose? It was, yeah. Yathel got the first goal. William Jose yeah. with the second, and Real Garcia with a penalty and followed up after missing. But no, Real Sociedad deserved to win that. And it was good to see the Anoeta as well. It's. Been a, a struggle this season, but we've seen them in the past playing in a stadium that's got the running track around it. The supporters are miles away. They're doing such a good job to to bring the supporters closer together. They've dug down, haven't they? Gone down thirty meters. Interesting how they've they've managed to somehow turn a stadium that was wasn't great to watch football in. Um, dug down, I think it's thirty meters. They've gone down and built the stadium and transformed it into a place now where it looks to have a really great good atmosphere yeah so for them that's a, an achievement for Real Sociedad it's something that they'll brag about for a while um to beat Athletic Bilbao home and away this season so that was a, a, a really good performance from Real Sociedad and William Jose's goal was was fantastic uh, so Barca 2, Valencia 2, discussed that. So the Vigo beats Sevilla uh, by a goal to nil. So battle week for Sevilla, isn't it? I think it's Nick saying, what what happens to them in, in big game? I mean, that wasn't a particularly big game today, but... No, big games, they do yeah. struggle. Yeah. They, they do. They were disappointed against Real Madrid recently. They were disappointed against Barcelona midweek. At home, they... And this isn't something new. This is not something you can pin on Pepe Machine. This is something that's been going on for a, a long time now, where yeah. they do struggle lack of belief which is surprising because they changed their team 
from season to season. Yeah, too much. So there's no reason why a player that's playing for Sevilla now should be concerned the fact that you know they haven't won at the Bernabeu for yeah. seven, eight years, ten years, or whatever it is. It's no interest to them. So it is surprising that they still are not able to overcome and make be more competitive away from home against the. The, the, the big two in particular. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's done a great job. I just desperately hope that they don't change everything again in the summer, which is you know what they they consistently I'm pretty do. Pretty sure they will. Yeah, uh, yeah, they will. Yeah. Uh, Villarreal 2-2, uh, Espanyol, Betis beat uh, there. They go one nil. A bar three, Girona nil. And uh, Monty's asking, how good is Cucurella? Cucurella. Uh I, I think he's getting more attention to the fact due to the fact that he's a Barcelona player. Right. Yeah. Um, I think he's. I think he's doing okay. Basically, do I see him going back to Barcelona? No. No. Um, do I see him making a good career in La Liga? Yes. Yeah. Need a um, haircut. An A bar. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, do I see him staying at A bar? I think it would be more than the best place for him. To, he should stay there. Yeah. He's playing regular football. He's a left back playing left side midfield with Jose Angel behind him. So they've got a good partnership up and down the left flank, the two left backs, but both both lights get forward, so they can reverse roles if need be. Um, but they have a number of good players, Abar, and that's, that was an emphatic win today against a Girona team who are finding it really tough at the moment. They're sliding their way down the league table. Right, so that is everybody. Charlie's great goal, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yeah. And I have, yeah. We have to mention Respect. the Huesca. Yes. I've done some notes on the Huesca. Oh, go on then, tell it. Yes, go on. Well, it's only their third winning season, yeah. which is the same as VRL. Um, they call it the new Huesca because yeah. they made some signings in the transfer window. The team that I've been talking about during the season, they, they lost so many games by the odds goal. They've drawn so many games. They, their goal difference isn't massively. You know, we've had teams in the past that have really struggled in this division the last two or three seasons. They're not one of those cases. They were the, the best team I saw at the weekend. Best performance, most exciting attacking football was Huesca. The reason I wanted to talk about them, they've got a player called Yangel Herrera, who's Venezuelan on loan from Manchester City. He's just spent two years on loan at New York City. Surprise, surprise. He'll be at Girona next season. <laughs> um, and he, he was outstanding, holding midfield player. The main one is a player called Enrique Gallego, who's 32, signed in this transfer window from Extremadura. I think it was a €2 million, Euros, so it's quite big money. Um, he turns pro... January 2018, he's 32 years old. He'd been playing lower league football until he got promoted with Extra Madura, which is where Huesca bought him from. He got promoted with them to the second division, so signed pro forms um, in August. Last August, signed professional forms at the age of 31 and made his debut in La Liga on Friday night, scored a fine goal, led the line really well. Um, to get his first ever goal in, in the league. How he's not played at a better level from yeah. the evidence that I saw on Friday night. I, I don't, he's one of those that we've got a number of those that yeah. have been knocking around the, the league. We don't know the Segunda as well, do we? You can watch them on YouTube now. He was third division until a year yeah. ago. Yeah. So uh, that's where bargains emerge. Players yeah. come out and you say, wow, he's a bit useful, Well, he's, he? his first time in the second division was this season and yeah. he was top scorer until, uh, up until Christmas. Um, hence the reason that Huesca went in and, and nabbed him from Extremadura and he comes in and, and starts the ball rolling on Friday night with the first goal in a, a 4-0 win and he was he was the Huesca were excellent. 
Uh, so Rayo Leganes is the Monday night game in La Liga, and then there is the Copa del Rey coming up in in midweek. Oh, by the way, the reference to ugly. By the way, I'm not I'm not slagging off Kevin Gamera. He got a boot in the eye, didn't he? Yeah. Or a collision. There was a picture. Uh, and he, oh, it's, oh, it's yeah. horrible, isn't it? It's horrible. Is, <laughs> I think it's that bad. Yeah, well, a bit more squeamish than me, I think. But... <laughs> uh, well, ha- handsome man, but not quite so uh, not quite so much uh, these, uh, anymore. Uh, yeah, and then Copa del Rey coming up in the week. As I say, not on TV in the UK and Ireland. Other people in the rest the world will wonder what we're banging on about with the TV. <laughs> One of these days we'll have a chat about what's happened to the TV uh, uh, in the UK and um, Ireland with the Spanish TV. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, so we, we can just watch. You can still watch it. I'm still there on Eleven Sports, but not the Copa del Rey. Use your initiative so, uh, somewhere. Yes, yeah, yeah. So you just have to yeah find your own way. Um, well, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to. It's just. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't think it makes me a dinosaur. I think we've given I, it I'd away like that we've given down. a rundown on all the Copa del Rey games that we watched yeah. in midweek. Uh, but I'm I sure like we're not alone. To, to sit down and watch football on the television. I'm sorry if that's a terribly old-fashioned uh, dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Matthew Clark came up with a good idea. He saw your prediction about Yorente uh, uh, setting up uh, Son for a goal. Uh, what about a predictions idea? He ca- uh, so that's a better idea, I think, isn't it? Because it gives us the whole week to uh, to look forward to it. So coming up this week, uh, amongst an, a, a terrific array of games from La Liga, is Atletico Real Madrid, which is in the the Saturday afternoon. Uh, slot and then Sunday Valencia against Real Sociedad and Sunday evening is Athletic against Barcelona. They're probably the three best games. So, uh, so feel free using our uh, at La Liga uh, underscore weekly. Uh, send us yours in, and we won't necessarily read them all out, but we will. Um, People just can't copy mine. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that would be, that, yeah, there's not a lot of point in that. Is yeah, there? Just, knowing that yeah, I get everything right. I agree with Terry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, so what do you think? So you at home, what do you think for Atletico against Real Madrid, the Big Madrid derby, Valencia against Real Sociedad, Athletic against Barca. Terry, what are you predicting? I'm going for, and uh, this is based on theory of the involvement of certain clubs in the Copa del Rey. Yes, yeah. So Atletico at home against Real Madrid. I'm going to go for a 1-0 win for Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And guess who gets the goal? <laughs> Mr. Morata. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the script is ready. Yeah. Um, are, are we demanding people? I don't think we're demanding people to say goal scorers. <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, that. That's my agreed. theory yeah, on this yeah, game. I'm it's uh, yeah. the headline news. I'm going to go for Barcelona to, for a narrow 2-1 win at Atletico Bilbao. Um, I did take into consideration the fact that it's going to be in between the, the two Clasicos and the Copa del Rey, but I just think Barcelona would just have just too much for Atletico Bilbao despite yeah. resting players. And the last game between Valencia and Real Sociedad, Valencia involved in the thick of the action of the Copa del Rey. So I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw there. I'm going to go for Real Sociedad who improved in terms of form um, and Valencia with their... The amount of jaws they yeah, get, they like that's an obvious, I think that's the, the, the result I'm going to go for that one. Right, so join in, follow us on that uh, Twitter page, join in the predictions competition. Uh, please subscribe, please share, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You 
You've counted down the seconds. Now make every second count for you. University of Maryland Global Campus will help you wave goodbye to 2020 and say hello to a new year where you take the next step in your education. Whether you want to study business, cybersecurity, healthcare, or IT, University of Maryland Global Campus can help. Apply by January 31st and we'll waive your application fee. Learn online. Visit umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.